Welcome back to the Align for Success podcast. I am Deborah Darris, peak performance Latina speaker, author, and your mindset, marketing, and manifestation coach. For over 20 years, I have given keynote speeches to Fortune 500 companies like Procter & Gamble, General Electric, Verizon, State Farm, Macy's, and so much more. And I've been coaching entrepreneurs, busy professionals to achieve peak performance by doing the inner work. And on this podcast, each and every week, I interview one of my mentors, people that have influenced and inspired me because of the inner work they do to set themselves up for success. I believe that success leaves clues. And my intention with this podcast is to share the mindset, marketing, and manifestation strategies so you can achieve success with ease and with grace. Welcome back to another episode of the Align for Success podcast and live stream. I'm Deborah Darris, your hostess with the mostest, with a very special guest, as you can see, a beautiful sister, goddess, amiga, hermana de alma, somebody that every time when I see her brings a smile to my face, you are going to love today's show. And today, like every show, my intention is to bring to you mentors, people that inspire me by the way they're living their life, not for their outer success, but for their inner work that aligns them with their soul's purpose, with their soul's contract, with using their talent, skills, and abilities to do what they came here to do. Because I truly believe that success leaves clues and that when we learn from other people's journeys, then hopefully you don't have to make the same mistakes I did or the same mistakes that my guest did. You can learn from our mistakes and be able to go on your journey with even more ease and with more grace. So I really am grateful for you being here each and every week. We are here to be able to provide you those success strategies, those resources, so that you can be connected to your life work in the world. And we want you to help us with this movement, to help us to spread this to the world. We have a saying here at Align for Success, and that is sharing is caring. So we invite you all to share this podcast out, get it out to your communities. What would the world be like if everyone you knew was in alignment? They were on purpose. They didn't have a job, but they had a joy, something that they loved to go to because they were using their talents and skills to be of service in the world. That is what this is about. So please share. And by the way, you can get a reminder if you would like that we are live. Every week we come on Tuesday at 6.15 and guess what? You can text 1-844-920-1572. Keyword align. I'm gonna say that again. I know it's a lot of numbers. 1-844-920-1572. Type in the keyword align and guess what? you'll be notified every time we go live, which is once a week, join us, right? The other thing I wanna let you know is not only are we with you here on Facebook, here on YouTube, here on LinkedIn, wherever you're watching, but we are also now on Apple Podcasts, now on Spotify, now on Google Podcasts. You can just search Align for Success TV, Align for Success TV, it's right on the screen, and you can just follow If you love the show, right, give us a five-star review. That will help us get more people onto the movement of doing the inner work for the outer success. So without any further ado, I would like to introduce my next guest. And she believes that may our choices honor both our wellness and the wellness of others to go from burnout to bliss. She is my hermana de alma, I like to call her. She is a psychotherapist, teacher, and author. We met through a networking organization and then would often bump into each other on the salsa dance floor. Oh yeah, she's an awesome dancer. 
And her calling is to serve through inspiring and encouraging people in mining their strengths and to grow from their challenges. Her prayer is to serve exactly when someone needs it. And her program, Living Deliciously, is a multimedia program that helps people through their pain stories to heal, create joy, and find that deliciousness. Ooh la la, sabroso, right? Sounds great to me. Please help me welcome my amiga and yours, Mrs. Melissa Shepard Williams. Ooh, wow. What an introduction. <laughs> Thank you so much, Deborah, for inviting me. I am thrilled. It's an honor to be here with you. Congratulations on all that you're doing to welcoming the world into alignment. Ah, and congratulations to you because didn't you get married recently? Or it seems like it was recently. Well, well it's been now six years. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. We're I don't know why I thought it was recent. We're we're approaching six years. We're approaching. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> wow. It's just, wow. It's so wonderful. All these years of knowing you to see you grow and expand, not only personally, but professionally. And, you know, during the pandemic, I would go on Facebook and trust me, I had to like take a break sometimes from social media because there yes. was a lot of negativity, but not from not from you, my friend, and not from me. I would go to your page and I would just be like, oh, ooh, what is she doing? What is she talking about? And I, I just I just love your way of being, your movement, how you are in the world. And you know, we're gonna talk about your podcast, but let's just reverse back. What got you into the field of becoming a psychotherapist? Oh, that is is an interesting story. Um, growing up, I was so intrigued by, by the work of one of my aunts. Her name is Carmen. She's a psychiatrist. And so whenever she talked about her work, and also when she took me to the hospital or the clinic, her private practice, you know, all of this was really intriguing to me. And I used to sneak some of her books and read some of her books and i just became very interested in in this process of helping others uh in this way and and i also remember how um as a young girl you know my my friends would often um confide in me and and, you know, as time went on, I, I realized, wow, this is a calling. This is a calling. And then my mom, my mom is a teacher. And uh, so much of what describes my mom is, is her community building. She was always involved in helping the community. So I, I really feel that in my family, I could I can name more people. In my family, there's such a, a, a love and a commitment uh, to serving that it, it it inspired me. That definitely is what motivated me. That's so awesome to have those mentors mm -hmm. and influences. And I could see why your friends would come to you because you have you have such a peaceful grounded energy and you also have a compassionate nurturing energy so hmm. i feel like if i would say something to you that you would listen from an unconditional place and it's so important that we yes. have people in our life that can yes. be that sounding board especially i don't know what your professional opinion is but i feel like we all have a little bit of PTSD from yes. the pandemic. Yes. I mean, if 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 you need an example of collective trauma, this yeah. is it. Right. This is it. Yes, I mean in in so many ways. 
the world was suffering before the pandemic. The pandemic added a layer to many people suffering, and it also um, placed a magnifying lens on things that have been needing attention for generations. Right. You know, and in that process, uh, uh, old pain gets activated. So yes, it's been a traumatic experience for all of us in many ways. Yeah, it was almost like 2020 put a magnifying glass on everything that wasn't working from yes. racism to classism mm -hmm. to the economy mm -hmm. <laughs> to how people, even like how waiters or people that were working at um, supermarkets were underappreciated. These are the frontline workers, yet they're getting paid minimum wage. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's everything crazy. was just like crazy. amplified. And in, in my mm -hmm. spiritual counseling work, they say it's revealed to be healed, but not mm -hmm. everybody has the healing tools. And I know yes. your mantra is about going from burnout to bliss. And yes. I mean, I wrote a book called Confessions of an Adrenaline Addict about my burnout experience. So when I heard that, I'm like, tell me more, tell me more. Because I'm always learning because mm -hmm. it's it's a, it's like being an addict. You're never truly healed. Like I could go back to that burnout cycle and have to really watch myself, make sure I don't mm -hmm. work evenings and weekends mm -hmm. and like have mm -hmm. rest time and downtime. How yeah. do we go from burnout to bliss? Oh, what a journey that is. And I have to tell you that I was burnt out. Crispy. Oh, crispy. <laughs> <laughs> At one point. Crispy. Crispy, you know, and, and for a number of reasons, uh, I, I developed that experience of burnout. Um, and, and you were talking about how you need to watch yourself so that you don't go back into that space. Woo, what an important point, mm -hmm. because this healing thing is not linear. No. You can have, you can have a little bit of a cha-cha experience, you know, where you move forward and then return to some of your old uh, habits. And you know, that's part of growing. It is part of growing. The thing, though, is as we are now more conscious of what led up to that situation, you know, what the ingredients are in it, then, you know, one can can be more observant. You can catch that which was not obvious before and and just start over and start over and start over. So so that I think that's what accounts for the cha cha of growing. You know, but thankfully, consciousness helps us in that process. But what I'm learning about moving from burnout into a more peaceful space um, is that it's with the body. Because burnout is so much about disconnection from ourselves, from the world around us. And, and so uh, because the body carries every single uh, piece of evidence of our, of our lives, um, you know, then it's important that we attend to the body and reconnect with what the body tells us all day long about one moment to another. In that burnout season, we lose sight of that. Right. And so pausing becomes, I mean, really like water for soup in order for us to reconnect with the body and listen to what it's saying. Uh, so many people are burnt out long before they realize it because they right. haven't been listening to the body. Right. It, and know, it's insidious because when you're burnt yeah. out, you're going so fast that the little voice that's talking to you it's sometimes mm -hmm. you're muted, it's muted it, or you're ignoring it like a little three-year-old that says, mommy, mommy, mommy. And that's what your body's saying. <laughs> I'm tired. I want to rest. Right. right. But you can't hear right. it. Right. Right. I mean, the body messages all day long and it turns into a scream in the form of physical illness, trying to get our attention. Yes trying to get our attention. I mean, 
Deborah, I, I was losing my hair. Me too. My my uh, yes, I was losing my hair. My immune system, no bueno. You know, allergy symptoms all the time. You know that kind of thing because the body is just trying to get one's attention. You know, and I I I feel that when you get to a point of being tired of being tired, boom, that's where the page starts turning. To me, that's where the yeah. page starts turning. I call it fed upness. <laughs> right, right. And uh, it is an opportunity to to re envision our lives, for sure. And beyond that point, there there are many uh, things to consider. Who's in my support circle? so that in these pauses that may reveal deep-seated pain, for example, I am supported while I'm learning to support myself through my inner world. You know, it takes, it takes time. It takes a village. It takes it a really village. Does. Yeah, I have to tell you that during- in isolation. During mm -hmm. the pandemic, because I was living by myself and working by myself from home, like I could go months with no human contact except going to the grocery store, right? And I I had to create a support network of like, I think there was three, no, four women and two men, three, two, mm -hmm. four. I had like six people that every day we would do like video chats. There's an app called Marco Polo and you could mm -hmm. leave video chats and it kept me sane and a few yeah. of them were still checking in maybe not every day like we did before right. but like every other day yeah. because just to know that there's another person that knows what it's like for you during that mm -hmm. day with so much unknown just having that can keep you going and going and going exactly. right i think exactly. people think that they need to do it alone especially people of color Right. Mm -hmm. um, that don't think, oh, keep it in the family. You know, you shouldn't bring it to other people. You know, you should just like see that. You know. Exactly. 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 I mean, healing ought not to be attempted in isolation. You uh, know, say that again. Healing ought not to be attempted in isolation. It's so good. You know, I mean, in our humanness, we need connection. Right. So this this pandemic really compromised our ability to connect in the ways that just come naturally, you know, and touch and all of that. So right. we had to get so creative like you did with Marco Polo, you know, to figure out ways to stay connected. Now, when you think about how many people in the world don't have the technology, mm -hmm. you know, to, to connect in the ways that we found to be frequent is like, you know, you're on on zoom and and stream yard and all these things every day all right. day not everybody right. has those resources right so so you know it's something to, it's something to keep in mind and you know not surprisingly a lot of the people who don't have those research resources are are people in communities that have been marginalized people of mm -hmm. color and people of color uh, have have a history that really informs burnout. Mm. Like you were saying, you know, uh, we're not going to, I don't need help. I just, I need to be on survival mode. I don't right. have time to ask anybody for help or, or let anybody try to offer me any kind. I got it. Or right. we deal, deal with it here, you know, you know, between us. Keep it in here. Don't, don't, don't talk about it. Right. You know, so talk, talk about losing sight of what your body is, is saying because you're so busy surviving. Right. And then you wonder why you, you can't get ahead because you're like literally like a hamster on a wheel in right. survival mode right. rather than in thriving mode. Exactly. So mm -hmm. How can we like you talked about consciousness, you know, mm -hmm. and I always say, thank God I'm awake, aware, and aligned. TGI, mm -hmm. ah, that's like our little mm -hmm. phrase here, TGI, yes. ah. 
But uh-huh. how can people that may not be conscious and aware of that little voice that has been turned on mute, how can they turn that on so that mm-hmm. they can hear what their body needs, give their body mm-hmm. what it needs? And my problem was they not feel guilty about it. Because I used to feel guilty if I would like want to take a nap. I'm like, oh, you know, trabajo doble, don't be lazy. Triple. Yeah, triple. Right? Yeah, and again, that goes back to those narratives that we've inherited. Cultural narratives that say you cannot afford to, to stop, you cannot afford to pause because it's essential that you keep going to survive. These things are embedded. Right. And you, you you might feel, and you talk about the guilt, you might feel like, who am I to question Abuelita? Abuelita said, this is how you get things done. Who am right. I to question my mom? You know, these, right. these things, these things live in us. And so to pause, to give yourself permission to pause, start there, to give right. yourself permission to pause, and become more intimately aware of what's happening in your inner world, you know, that could be a revolutionary thing to do in a family that never stops, in a community that never stops. So that in itself is, is I want to call that success before we even get to the next steps that move us from survival mode into thriving mode, you know. I feel that again, the village, the village is, is a part of, of the process because if, if one has been disconnected from all the information that's happening inside of us, uh, to be in this pause mode, especially an unplanned one uh, imposed by the pandemic, you know, that could be rattling to right. someone that's not used to 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 that kind of quiet, that kind right. of listening, you know? And ah. so you, you need support right. so that you 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 can handle uh, the rattling accompanied, accompanied, you know? Um, and when you say rattling, do you mean like the rattling of it? Like it brought up all the things in our life that were out of integrity with our soul, out of alignment. And normally when we're not in a pandemic, yes. you could go to a restaurant, you go to a movie, go to a club and forget about it and yes. numb it. And but yes. all of a sudden yes. it's in the face. And I yes. have like quite a few friends whose kids had attempted suicide. Three people I know attempted mm. suicide in their like twenties and thirties and even younger. And it was like, it was too much for them that rattling you know what I mean they they weren't yeah. successful thank God and are in therapy you know and are on this path of healing Absolutely. but mm-hmm. like let's not wait to have a pandemic to deal with our inner wounds because we all have them the inner work is also dealing with those inner wounds and they're there whether we acknowledge them or not they're there how can yeah. we courageously go in I guess we need a professional like you yeah, right they're there. It just, it just, you know, the, the wounds, um, it just means we're human, you know? Right. And these wounds are- I forget that into, sometimes. Into and, and yes, they're, right? Again, humanness, we come in and out of forgetting or remembering, I don't know. Right. But, right. you know, yeah, professionals like myself can be an asset to the process. And, you know, because I'm a, I'm a therapist, I, I, I am biased in favor of therapy. At the same time, I realized that this is not the only uh, a form of support that exists. There's so many forms of support. And there are many people who have been unconsciously doing healing things because we didn't just inherit pain. We also inherit wisdom, mm-hmm. healing wisdom, and don't even know it. And we we, we practice it like when we're dancing, for example, or, you know, uh, humming certain songs that are taking us back to, to, to happier times. I mean, there's so many ways of healing. 
And why not allow ourselves to discover several? That's part of creating a supportive village. Right. You know, for many people, you know, I was talking about how, okay, it's important to pause so that we can reconnect and that could stir up some things. So let's have a support so that uh, the support is there when stuff comes up. Well, what if the circle that we live in happens to be a toxic one? True. You know, so then uh, maybe the situation is inviting us uh, to create a new circle, a healing one. Right. You know, maybe this situation is inviting us to look to books, to look to uh, uh, mentors that we had not considered before. Right. To start shifting the mindset, start shifting the mindset and, and, and become to use your words, aligned, yeah. aligned, you know, and, and it, what a journey it is. But I, I love how you said that about the mindset of we inherited, you know, these in the collective conscious, these limiting beliefs that maybe our ancestors had about working hard and not smart, you know, whatever. But we mm -hmm. also inherited the healing wisdom the yeah. natural remedies that we know mm -hmm. like you know i didn't have time to have like breakfast but my healing wisdom is like well have some greens it's like celery and granny apple have a nice little healthy what? snack to alkaline your body my healing mm -hmm. wisdom told me that i would have mm -hmm. wanted to have some doritos <laughs> but my healing wisdom is like you need some celery yeah. and some apples <laughs> i call it my higher self my lower self you know what i mean but it's like we have that mm -hmm. capacity, and yeah. I didn't know that until the pandemic, to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That you we know, don't have to live a traumatized life just because of what exactly. happened in our past or to our exactly. families or to our collective community, like mm -hmm. we said, we saw here, you know? Mm -hmm. As I heard you mention that, I thought of a couple of friends uh, who are also clinicians and they shared with me something that i i thought wow this is such an interesting thing to reflect on they do a lot of work uh supporting people and learning about their uh family uh dynamics by looking at you know generational patterns and they brought up a topic that I think is, is, is key, particularly now that we're in this pandemic. So our ancestors experienced the pandemic of a hundred years ago. And what they suggested is that a lot of the ways that we have used in this current pandemic to cope and even to go beyond coping, healing, uh, are things that our ancestors developed in that pandemic. So we have more tools than we realize while we move through the current pandemic. So, you know, this has been quite a, a season of discovery for many of us. You know, what are the resilient tools that we also inherited from the last pandemic? Yeah, you know, interesting. It's very interesting. You know what I was called to do? Not only, well, I moved back to the beach during the pandemic, which logically didn't make sense, but I mm -hmm. realized if I wasn't close to nature and I was by myself, I was going to go crazy. And See? I started doing, I started doing, because my internal self told me this grounding, walking barefoot on the sand. My ancestors mm -hmm. guided me that that was going to ground me and give me the clarity to be able to there serve. It there it right? is. Right? There it is. And then I looked it up and it's like an ancient native, you know, I have native in my blood. I was, oh, Native Americans never wore shoes. They were always barefoot because that's how they could connect to the natural circadian rhythms of the earth to reduce cortisol um, in the body to increase focus and creativity. I'm like, oh, my God. Right. Beautiful example. You know, so many of this of these words that we hear frequently, such as grounding. 
uh, it's important that we remember that these things have been around for centuries. Right. You know, people talk about mindfulness. You know, there are so many versions of that that are culturally informed, but there are different, you know, buzzwords these days. You know, right. for things that have been going on for centuries in a number of communities. Right. Yeah, and, and, and to adopt them as part of a regular, my mentor, mm -hmm. um, Dr. Michael Beckwith would say, our discipline, right? Yes. So mm -hmm. as our alignment discipline. So mm -hmm. to so every day, like I try to barefoot walk 20 minutes or something so I can ground. And, and wow. I was doing, and I didn't know during the pandemic, mm -hmm. all the gyms were closed. How am I going to work out? But I was doing beach yoga, which was also barefoot on the sand, paddleboarding. Mm -hmm barefoot on the water, right? Mm -hmm. All of these things to get out of my head and into my body. What are the tools that you use to align for success and that you coach your your um, patients or clients mm -hmm. to use? Well, for me, it's really important to, over the, the, the course of, of the day, to have moments of pausing, mm. pausing just to be in the in the moment more consciously just pausing that's very helpful to me and my intention is not to judge what's happening just notice just okay. notice another thing that's helpful uh and that uh when i'm in conversation with you know either clients or even other people in my life writing uh, so good. Yes, writing, writing can be so helpful for many people uh, that call that journaling. Uh, they discover that journaling doesn't have to always be this narrative thing. It could be a list. It could, oh. be, a, it could be a single word that captures a let go the list. Right? Yes. It could be a single word that captures the moment or a quote that that comes to mind. I'm obsessed with music. Songs come to mind at, at different points, you know, but I invite someone that I'm, I'm, I'm supporting, I invite them to discover what it is that can be energy tension releasing uh, several times in the course of the day, you know, uh, breathing exercise. The good thing about them is that they can happen anywhere, right? right? Not everything, not everything that we that we do to click refresh has to happen uh, by uh, um, being alone. We could be, you, we could be in a class right. and engaging in a breathing exercise, for example. You know. Right. Um, and, and these are things that, um, that can be so helpful to, to just become more accustomed to checking in with ourselves, checking in, checking in. Because, again, in the, in the burnout dance, so much of it is disconnection. So checking in becomes a practice. And a what, what practice. should we ask ourselves when we check in? What questions should we ask? Well, you know, our, our emotions are information. Mm -hmm. Our feelings are information. And so it's, it, it's a process of developing curiosity rather than right. how, dare you, how dare you feel the presence of anxiety right. or how dare you feel the presence of anger. Let's notice it. What's the information? What's the information that these feelings are bringing to this moment? You know, so in this checking in practice, we're also strengthening the curiosity muscle. Right. Yeah. And curiosity, curiosity is, is a much different energy than judgment. Judgment is like, why are yes. you anxious? Why are you like this? Uh, why are you, why are you angry? Um, Instead of, what is this mm -hmm. anger letting me know that I need more of, right? Yes, 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 
Yes. I love that. Yes. I interviewed because another guest who's, about- who's, who's a trauma expert and she developed an app and she says all anxiety mm. comes from from unexpressed need of your emotion. So she has this app that helps you label what emotion is coming through, you know, anger, frustration, Mm -hmm. and then what do you need? Mm -hmm. And then there's also Mm -hmm. like a gift or a lesson. So I I love that. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I, I think that when you look at narratives, cultural narratives that influence the survival mode, Right. Uh, you know, there can be a, a, a judgy kind of energy in the, how dare you rest? Resting is not an option. Right. But in this checking in practice, that's also strengthening our, our curiosity muscle. We're inviting a new energy into our relationship with ourselves. Mm. And this can set the tone for more curious questions such as what if I worked in a different environment? What if, you know, a list of what ifs, you know, it, it, it invites now the playful thinking, the, right. the imaginative thinking, all of which we need for healing. We, exactly. need, we need our imagination. We need more playfulness in order to heal because it's um, the right side of the brain right it shifts right. Us out the fight or flight into creative solutions right right and and when we are frozen in pain you know we're disconnected from the playfulness the imaginative energy that allows us to see an alternative scenario you know right that allows us to see, well, what would I like to welcome into my life? Not chase, welcome. Right. Amen, sister. What? <laughs> I love that, that yes. you said welcome, not chase. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's a different uh, energy. Chasing yeah, because it, it's the empty. feminine energy of, of allowing, accepting, and receiving. Chasing mm-hmm. is a masculine energy of pushing and hunting and forcing. I, I love mm-hmm. that, that energy of mm-hmm. welcoming. Wouldn't it be nice to have a work environment that I love? Wouldn't it be nice to have relationships that fill me up? Wouldn't it be nice to have a healthy body that is vital and strong? Wouldn't it be nice to have? And you could just Mm -hmm. keep going, right? Mm -hmm. And then a a, a good what if to include here um, in in that process of becoming more into the what ifs is like, okay, what if my ability to listen connected with so and so's ability to blah blah blah, and we brought these things together. What could happen? You know what right. I mean. And so, well, you know, you know what I mean. You know, because you're always talking about synergy. Mm-hmm. You know, so in this what if process, we become more interested in okay. What do I bring to the table in order to welcome the experience that I would that I would uh, thrive in, that I could serve in, that I could be aligned in? And, and what are resources that I need to bring to the table combined to the ones that I already put on the table? Right. What's the soup that we're going to make here that's just uh-huh. going to feel good, that's going to translate into... This is, this is delicious. My life is delicious. Not crispy anymore. <laughs> Not and don't, you, don't you have a program, like an online program to help people get from burnout to delicious life? Yes. And you know, it's so interesting because uh, I think one book is the cousin of the other. <laughs> because one of them is, from burnout to bliss, and the other is living deliciously. They marry. Oh, they're each books. Other. They're books. Yes. Okay. Yes, and and the idea being that uh, how how do we reconnect with our spark? That's what I've named the the workshop version of it, reconnecting with our spark. And it's 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 essentially about reconnecting with a sense of 
alignment, a sense of connection, a sense of yes. And examining uh, what's become a barrier to it. Right. Not with the intention of judging, noticing. And then, okay, let's let's go about transforming. Let's go about transforming, not merely changing. Let's go about transforming uh, this life experience, and 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 just, you know, find the yes, find the yes. And and that is just it for people that are feeling despondent mm-hmm. or hopeless. It gives mm-hmm. you hope. Yes. to find the yes. yes. Um, they say the quality of your questions are the quality of your life. So instead of saying, why me? And why did this pandemic mess with my income or mm-hmm. mess mm-hmm. with my livelihood or mess with my health? It's right. what is the possibility now? And then you could go into that expansive place of hope, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you for bringing this up, Deborah, as it relates specifically to the pandemic, because here's something that came up frequently in conversations with uh, my students or even in therapy, the idea of, okay, how do I make the most of what is in this pandemic? Yes, I can do A, B, C, D in person, right? you know? So how can this particular situation support me in creating the conditions for the the life experiences I want to welcome. You know, what do I have access to right now? What do I actually control right now because I am home? You know, so, and not to dismiss the sense of loss uh, that, you know, many of us have experienced in this pandemic, you know, loss of the ability to do do certain things in quarantine, you know, these things, as well as loss of loved ones. So not dismissing the experience of loss, uh, also noticing, well, what are gains? What are opportunities in this situation? You know, so that on the other side of the pandemic, uh, I, I, I may arrive having done certain things that support my vision. Right. You know, um, for some people, their vision transformed during the pandemic. Right. Like, wait a minute. Um, how come I didn't start this business before? Right. Reprioritizing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, many people are uh, resigning from jobs. Yeah. I read because they were out of alignment with their soul. And when they slowed yeah, down, they realized that. I, I, I read an article that talked about how, you know, other than a recession, there's a lot of resigning happening. Right. Yeah. New pages. Right. New pages. So my hope, Deborah, is that I can support someone in reconnecting with themselves and, and, and freedom, their freedom to live joyfully. I love that. You know? I love that. Yeah. That's my I love it. I love how you're so intentional. Like even reading your bio, you're like, my prayer is that I'm in the right place at the right time to serve you. And I just hope that everyone that's listening, there's no accident that you're seeing Melissa right now. There's no accident that you're hearing this conversation that we're calling a podcast. It's because you may be ready to go to that next stage of evolution in your healing, whether it's with Dr. Melissa or whether it's with somebody else, right? You want to you know, follow through because we don't have to live a life of, of, um, of just surviving. Like you said, right. we can right. thrive and we all have that yes. ability to do so. So how yes. can they stay in touch with you? What is the best way to reach you to get, do you do online therapy too? I am right now. Absolutely. Okay, in, awesome. in the spirit of, in the spirit of uh, adapting to 
the current situation. I definitely am um, uh, doing it virtually now. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, I can be reached at melissamshepherd.com. And uh, my social media handle uh, for Instagram is Melissa Shepherd Williams. So terribly consistent. <laughs> and um, on Facebook, uh, there are several pages. There is From Burnout to Bliss. And because I, I wrote the, the book in Spanish as well, Jornada del Desgaste a la Felicidad. Oh, muy bien. And another one called Living Deliciously Through Community Building. Nice. I love it. And definitely um, follow her on Instagram, Melissa Shepard Williams. And I'm sure you could find all her Facebook pages from there. Um, yes. Yeah, I want to thank you so much. I mean, I could talk to you forever. I just think it's so important to have this this conversation about healing because, like you said, um, it's a process and it's a journey. And, you know, we're not yet officially on the other side. But if yeah. we, we think about what are all the lessons we learn, like I learned to be still. I learned to be happy being alone. I learned to uh, entertain myself with nothing, like just the beach is like my my yes. full, full entertainment. We did movies on the beach, yoga on the beach, dancing on the beach, like anything you could do. EIOTB, everything is better on the beach, right? So it's like these these we made up we made that up. Um, yes. We we have coping skills, and what you called it is resiliency. We as humans, um, we have wounds, we have collective, um, you know, traumas, but we also have collective wisdom. That's what I got from you. And when we pause, listen to our emotions that are informing us, we can make better choices and decisions by asking quality questions. What if, what if? So I learned so much, girl. I took so many notes. I'm learning, I'm learning. And, you know, it brings me so much joy to share what I'm learning. And um, it, it, it's it's so important, I think, for, for our growth, not only individually, but as a community. And I thank you, Deborah, for all that you're doing to invite the community into reflection. I yeah. almost forgot to mention that that's one of the things that happened uh, during the pandemic. I had not planned on creating a podcast, but <laughs> I, you know, when you stay open and yeah. are willing to take risks, uh, that was my way of feeling like I was part of this activism that was really galvanized by the social injustices that we witnessed in this pandemic and that were not new. They've been going on, um, yet were more visible. So then I started a podcast named Transforming the World Through Reflections, and I also uh, do it in Spanish, Transformando al Mundo con Reflexiones. And this was born in the pandemic amazing you know so and we can watch it on your facebook right your yes yes and it's also on spotify and apple oh and really oh say it again yes. transforming transforming the world through reflections and okay. uh, in spanish transformando el mundo con reflexiones Okay, so make sure when you go to Spotify or whatever that you follow so that you'll get notified when she updates new episodes. Okay, yeah. I'm doing it. Yes. Awesome. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank thanks. You. And thank you all. You know, you can get so much wisdom and knowledge just from just from a podcast. Make sure you subscribe to your podcast, listen to it, tune in. I hope to be on it soon. We can synergize some more. Yes. And yes. Uh, this, and please, by the way, comment. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're watching this on Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever you're watching this, I want to hear from you. Ask questions to Melissa. We'll follow up with those, right? You know, we want to create um, 
information that benefits you. So make sure that you're commenting. Uh, we love to hear from you. And I just really appreciate it. Then those days where I'm like, why am I doing this podcast? Is anybody listening? Is anybody out there? And then I'll see your comment. I'll be like, yes, it is for a purpose. It is to really help you to align for success, to help you know that you're not alone, whatever you're going through, and that when you are walking the talk by doing the inner work, your life is going to be full, which to me, what success really is, inner peace, freedom, joy. And that's what Melissa is about too. So I'm so grateful she could be with us. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you share this out. Sharing is caring. We want to get it out to everyone. And remember, my friends, with the power of synergy, anything is possible. Thank you so much for tuning in for the Align for Success podcast. Did you love the show? If you did, make sure that you share it on your social media. We believe in a world that everyone is aligned on purpose, on path, and having a joy, not a job. So we really appreciate you sharing. We believe sharing is caring. And if you also get a chance, we would love it if you could write a review on iTunes. This is how our show grows. This is how our show expands. And we do this show for you. So if you want to ask your questions, you can watch us live on YouTube. Just follow me at DebraDarisLive.com. In addition, if you would like an Align for Success video training with the four steps to shift out of sabotage and your ego, that's not your amigo, from taking you out of the game to being at the top of peak performance, make sure you go to DebraDarris.com. That's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-D-E-R-A-S.com. And remember to align for success.